With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Drinkability. 1,000 billion trillion gajillion quadrillion. Yeah. Well, uh, that might be the highest rating we've ever gotten. It sure is. This is to be consumed for sure. Anyone can drink it. <laughs> Intended for consumption is this their, uh, their slogan. It's not, not for listening. <laughs> it is just for consumption. Hello, everybody. What's Bruin? Welcome to the Brews and Bruins podcast episode, episode something of season something. Um, yeah, and Brews and Bruins podcast sponsored by DraftKings, uh, the Hockey mm-hmm. Podcast Network podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and Pride Diehards and um, oh, Raycon, Raycon. Yeah, don't get duped. Um, this is a special episode, and by special, I mean we're going to be doing like 20 of these. <laughs> maybe more. I don't want to do 20 of these. <laughs> we don't either, Izzy, but there is no other content out there. So... <laughs> what's the uh, What's the fair use of like Netflix TV shows audio in the background of a podcast? I feel like it's 30 oh, seconds. I... Well, well darn. I got 15 seconds worth of content right here for you because uh, oh, we got Lancey here, by the way, uh, and we'll get oh, into hey. drinks. Uh, well, actually, you know what? You know, what? let's get into drinks before we get into which player we're going to be talking about. Uh, Lancey, you got anything? I do. I have the only thing that's in my fridge right now. Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Because why not? Miller Lite always coming in clutch. I have a guess of what is. the rating's going to be. But Lancey, what you got? 37s all around. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hi, Drew. Chris? Currently drinking a uh-uh. Roar Organic Cucumber Watermelon. Please no grabbing the drink while it's I'm drink- open. I started drinking that first, so I am trying to drink that first. Okay. Why don't you- I am drinking a Roar Organic Cucumber Watermelon drink. Okay. Would you like to try it? Thanks for the drink. <laughs> How is it? Um, it's tasteability. Can you taste it? Tasteability. One thousand. One thousand. One thousand. Wow. Off the charts. Drinkability. I forgot that you can do it. Yeah. Drinkability? Should I do drinkability? Can you drink it? Drinkability. 
One thousand billion trillion quadrillion quadrillion. Yeah, this is well. Uh, that might be the highest rating we've ever gotten. It sure is. This is to be consumed for sure. Anyone <laughs> can drink it. Intended for consumption is this their, uh, their slogan. Is not for listening. <laughs> it is just for consumption. Um, I here got a got a down east cider, uh, classic. Just uh, all reliable over here. 37s all around. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing a series of player reviews um, throughout the summer. Um, and we're going to have a guest for each one. Lancey, of course, here batting first, as is natural. Cam, not in the lineup, strikeout. as is natural. Um, and the player we're going to be discussing today. Get your earphones ready. It's... What? I'm just trying to heal Rangers just two for the last 13 on the power play. No six. Down low again, and he scores. A shorthanded goal for the Boston Bruins who lead two to nothing. <laughs> Wait, can that be? That's going to be out right out of the. <laughs> clip that and right out of the theme song from now on. That's going to be the, the audio <laughs> the audio bite. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had a. a Lancey, um, Nosik was one of the players you said you wanted to talk about um, with us. So why don't you go ahead first and maybe some some thoughts on I, I don't know there, there's no format framework to this it's just a discussion of what we think Nosek did well this season what he could improve I suppose so uh what, what are no your rules. thoughts there's no rules never my thoughts rules. my thoughts are that people should stop hating on Thomas Nosek for so insane reason um last season he had three goals and people were like why can't he score I don't know he's a fourth line forward have you thought of that but he had 14 assists for 17 points in 75 games. That's not bad for a fourth line. 17 points, remember, means that 17 goals happened either as a direct result of Thomas Nosek shooting the puck in the net or him passing it to someone else who may have passed it to someone else before someone took the shot or him simply just passing it to someone else who took the shot and scored. This season, his offensive production in terms of goal scoring improved. He had seven goals. 11 assists, 18 points. You know what we call that? Mr. Consistency. <laughs> 66 games played, so yes, he was injured, and that wasn't always a great thing. But 18 points matched his career high that he set in 38 games with the Vegas Golden Knights in 2020-2021. So injury-prone, perhaps you could add that in there as a little tinge to the grading system here. But... Really, he is the stereotypical, the quintessential guy that is undervalued, comes into the system, plays well, and will probably make a lot of money someplace else. Because he was great on the fourth line, he was great on the penalty kill. There are some flaws to his game, but all around, he can play for what you need him to do consistently well enough and that's all you're asking for out of a fourth liner you're not expecting him to score 50 goals if he gets 10 that's great if you have a noel chari type of season and you score 20 for some insane reason awesome love that for you but if you get five or more job well done 15 points or more 
that's exactly where you should be as a fourth liner. Yeah, it, it's something we talked about, especially, you know, during the playoffs when you're always talking about, okay, who's going to, especially with the Bruins had injuries, who's going to sit, who's going to play. Um, there are multiple times where we kind of said, ah, I'd rather this guy over no sick in the lineup, but like he, the, the reason I feel like uh, Monty kept him in and liked him clearly really liked no I mean, he was, he was there because he was consistent and he was great in the face off dot and he can kill the penalties. Um, he, he did what, you know, the traditional fourth line center is supposed to do. He played like a Gregory Campbell kind of role um, in, in that manner. Better than Campbell. Yeah. Um, in today's age of hockey, he's a new era. He's the yeah, he's he the modern era. Sean Corrali without the clutch goal scoring ability, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's or all leaving fourth liner. No How leaping. How dare you say without the clutch goal scoring ability? He scored in the playoffs. Thomas Nosek yes. this season did not score a goal in the playoffs. If there were no, in fact, he hasn't scored a playoff. There were no goal, I could score more than three goals. Wait, how many games did he play? <laughs> How many games? Well, he played 75 games. Lansing, how many games did he play? This season, he scored 60. He played in 66 games. And he scored three goals? This season, he had seven. Last oh, year, seven he played goals. in 75, okay. and he scored three. Oh, he scored seven goals this year, Isabel. And he may not score that much. <laughs> <laughs> is, I think he could score nine goals in a game. That is Triple a lot trick. of games. Wow. <laughs> I would be so tired. I bet. <laughs> Especially if you played a four-overtime game. That would be a lot of ice time. Jumping in for my first appearance on the pod. Hello, everyone, especially Isabel. To say that's got to be our episode title. That's a lot of games. I would be so tired. It's got to be the one. Oh, we have quite a few uh, sound clips from... I'm from, sure, so yeah. We're, we're going to be pepper in the men in future content. <laughs> for sure. Uh, good. Um, but yeah, uh, Cam, we were just uh, discussing our our boy Thomas Nosek, uh, yeah. or nose check. Uh, we're checking his nose out. Um, any thoughts on his nose, or or more importantly, his play throughout the season? Yeah, I was gonna say, I think if uh, if anybody's nose checking somebody, it's probably our Rat King Brad Marchand. But um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I feel like the Bruins have been fairly blessed over the last decade honestly with like pretty good fourth line centers going back to the merlot line um i feel like we kind of have this debate every year where it's like oh that guy was pretty good but like he's your fourth line center so he's not going to be high priority right like it would be great to get is no shit out on i don't even know what's his deal with like i should say first of all does anybody anybody have that ahead i feel like lancy would know this but not to put in terms of pending unrestricted free agent yes because that's exactly what he is. Okay, that's what I thought. It was a two-year contract. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going to say something dumb, and then he's like still signed. So yeah, I I asked. Um, I was hoping it would. No, (laughs) asked Isabel earlier in the car on the way home if she wanted to keep Tomas Nosek, and what did you say, Isabel? I want to keep it. Anyone want an M and M? I would love an M and M. Oh, and it's Sad green too. It's my favorite. Yeah. Scooped up cam guy. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think like I, I would like that motion back. I, <laughs> all right, time to let Cam talk. I, uh, I, don't, I don't think it's a huge priority, right? Like I, you know, what I mean, especially when you look at how potentially glaring the Bruins are up the middle. If I don't even want to say it, but if thirty-seven and forty-six do step back, retire. Even if it's one of them, you have a lot of spots to fill. 
Um, I don't think Noshik plugging in in a bottom six role would be an issue. I'd be fine with that, but obviously there are, are much bigger fish to fry, right? So um, I don't know, not somebody that I'm like, oh yeah, he had a great year. Not somebody that I'm disappointed with either. So um, relatively low priority, but I, I think he was a pretty good fit from like a, a you know, a, a style of play that the, that the Bruins are working with, especially I think he worked pretty well under Montgomery's system. I think, you know, he's not going to be a top six guy, but probably somebody you can move around the lineup a little bit um, and get some, some different servicing roles out of. So um, yeah, I, I'd be happy to keep him around, but I don't think it's something that, you know, Don Sweeney has got too, too high on the list right now. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where like Bruins are going to be penny pinching if they're trying to, you know, maybe re-sign Tyler Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. get the Swayman contract done, get the Trent Frederick contract done. So, like, if he's willing to sign for league men, because I know he did say he was trying to come back, like, great. But also the Bruins do have a bunch of, like, solid fourth-line guys sitting around. Mm-hmm. You can have other guys play center, too, right? Um, like, it's not, it's not like they're lacking... Brad Marchand, fourth line center. I, I will when he's say like though, like, forty years old, that's what he'll do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, I, I think it does it from a from a timeline perspective, right? Like, he's somebody who could be scooped up by probably a lot of teams who are looking for a depth guy. Uh, so that's kind of one of the things where, like, oh, you're sort of hoping that Krejci and Bergeron, you don't want to rush them. And from the front office's perspective, they really have like no right to obviously these guys have given their careers to the Bruins uh, with one year exceptions for Krejci, but uh, you kind of have to see how other dominoes fall first, unless you are signing him for league men, in which case it's league men. Um, But that's kind of one where it's like, you're hoping those things start to fall into place over the next few weeks so that you know, whether you have an extra, you know, half a million to throw at Tomas or something like that versus, you know, bring it elsewhere. So um again i don't think there's not there's not much the birds can do about that you're not going to go to bergeron and be like hey you need to make a decision this week so we can go sign some much music but um from a you know from a hope perspective ideally those things start to to fall into place over the next few weeks and then you can start to make you know it's, it's really hard to get an idea of what your bottom six looks like when you have no idea who your front two centers are so um hopefully those things will start to you know have some clarity in the next few weeks notoriously patient Bruins fans on Twitter are going to have an excruciating summer because a guy like Thomas Nosek, as you said, he could be scooped up July 1st simply because someone comes along and says, here's a three-year deal worth like three million per season because why not? Bruins don't have that. Any team that needs like a plug and play penalty killer, like that's your guy. It's a lot like in some ways in terms of the salary cap space that they don't have and the type of player that you would rather have on your roster. When Jerome McGinley played his one season in Boston and then the following year it was like, hey, we'd like to have you back, really, but uh, here's the thing. Hey, <laughs> yeah, how's an internship sound? <laughs> uh, I know that one. Go get <laughs> us some really coffee. Good. Yeah. There's a Duncan in the basically everywhere. Just go get any of that. And- There's a Duncan down by North Station. You can go, go there, right below, right below again. Um, well, great. I, I guess um, uh, ad break. Da, 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 da. Light the lamp. During the hockey playoffs, with DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets 
instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Uh, okay, on the other side of that ad break... Uh, we, we just quick or not? I got a thing for you, Drew. Did anybody see uh, today was Cam Neely's birthday as of recording? It was pretty funny to look at those posts today because they were just like you could see both types of Bruins fans in the comments. There was like half of them that were like, Happy birthday, Seabass. The other guys were like, Fire this man right now on the happy birthday post, which I think is just it's, it's funny to see. No, well, that's cool. Um, Anyway, I was going to say, now that we've talked about no <laughs> I love it, though, Cam. We do need the content. Yeah, you know, we um, up, that was a solid 20 seconds of content right there. Yeah. No, Cam is not perfect. nearly loved enough around here. Uh, Never. Was, um, um, but, yeah, so we, we, we've talked about the man. We've given a review, but we got to give him some grades. So, um I kind of feel like we should break this up into like two or three different categories, like offense, defense. Oh God, you're gonna make it do more work. Stuff. No, just like a week uh, off. Because I mean, the, it depends on the player. Like, am I gonna give like uh, like Forbort an A plus? Well, so it, it's great that you mentioned that <laughs> because situationally speaking, Nosek excelled in many areas. And then just overall, but by the simple fact that he didn't score 60 goals this year, I mean, he can't get an A, right? He has to get like an F. He only well, you also have to think about like the expectations for that player too. Like he's a exactly. fourth line center. What would you give him as a, an overall, I suppose, letter grade? I um, would say overall for what he contributed this season and for the improvement that he showed from last season to this season, which you might or may not say is relevant to the season alone. Uh, I would give him a B plus, right? For being a fourth line center, for being a penalty killer, you're a little bit more reliant on that type of player than say an AJ career who great on the fourth line, but he doesn't get the penalty killing minutes. He doesn't get all the other little situations that you might throw a guy of, of his prowess into. So for me, Nosek gets a B plus overall, but if you break it down further than that, and that's where I'll leave it to you because we'll get into that after we kind of go through this, I imagine. Uh, I'll just hit with the RT. I was thinking B plus too. I think that's pretty good, especially considering I think the main point I pulled from Lancey there, just considering the jump he had from the previous season, um, which, you know, a lot of guys had that jump. Maybe it's situational. Maybe it has to do with, you know, him elevating his own play. Happens when um, you set records in the regular season. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, like, obviously, he was part of that too, right? Like, obviously, he's not as important as somebody like Bergeron in that, but he still played a role in that. So, I think, I think B plus is about right. Yeah, I think around a B plus, maybe even A minus, just considering he he filled in his role. He wasn't a liability out there. 
Um, I can't really think of like too many other fourth liners, fourth line centers in the league I'd have in that role. Um, like, I, I don't know. Um, so yeah, B plus maybe leaning a little bit more towards an A minus with like his role and the way he was able to execute on that with those expectations. Hey, if you're talking on the faceoff dot, he gets an A for me because he had fifty nine point three percent faceoff percentage winning. And, was that uh, more than Bergey? Is anyone more than Bergeron in the faceoff <laughs> win percentage without even looking at the numbers? No. Uh, but I just know <laughs> off the top of my head that David Krejci at times struggled with faceoffs, and Thomas Nosek didn't really struggle with faceoffs this season. And uh, you know, compared to last year, that's about a six percent increase. It's the second highest faceoff win percentage that he's had in his career, the highest being 62.12% back in 68 games with Vegas in 2018-19. So, you know, again, he is a durable guy. 59% um, is good up and down. For a fourth liner, I think that's really solid. He's never had it below 50. Just Penalty ever. color. Damn, boys, do I get to give mine? <laughs> yes. No. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Listen. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, I was going to give him a B. Uh, I think, you know, most of his, most of his defensive work is on the penalty kill. Um, and yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, he had long stretches of offensive futility, which like, I know you're looking at a fourth line guy, but you know, you still want someone who can facilitate and, you know, make, maybe a point every 10 games. Yeah, that it would be, it would be nice. Um, but, you know, he did come on at the end of the year, and I think, like, most importantly was at his best, like, end of the year, going into the playoffs and in the playoffs. So I'm not calling it, like, he's not, like, an average fourth liner. He's definitely an above-average fourth line center. That's sweet. Dude, I don't know what average. the average grade be. I give it an A+. But C's get degrees, and they also get contracts. The NHL. Isabel's an A plus on Tomas Nosek. So. Ooh, nice. He's actually a year ahead. He's, he's scoring 60 next year. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isabel um, Stradamus. PEDs. Tomas Nosek next year. Roy Drage. Let's go. Um, <laughs> the Prison Birds podcast does not endorse cheating. In sports. <laughs> um, or do they? <laughs> I do enjoy, I, I like recreational steroid use, like <laughs> try and get high. Like, that's fine. <laughs> no, Red Ribbon that's Week. Exactly Red Ribbon really, Week. Really you enjoys the rage. Of- yeah, just, just for the <laughs> listeners out there, Isabel cannot hear this. Just so Feel the rage. <laughs> Feel the rage like the rage. never before with DraftKings Um Yeah, I guess any any closing thoughts on, on Thomas Noshek? anybody like just some uh what would you tell him if he were here right now what would you tell him i would tell him that first of all i love him because i love everybody right that's a ted lasso type of thing right and uh that no matter what happens he's gonna do well next season wherever he plays unless he doesn't that's the one exception. Unless he breaks his leg and, you know, then everything just he, falls. Yeah, breaks his leg jumping off a swing or something like that. That sounds like something you would do, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't jumped off a swing in a bit. Maybe I should or should not try that. Or would it be Chris? Because, you know, him and his skateboard. Isabel, why don't you say that again? 
Uh, Isabel wants to know if the podcast is over yet. <laughs> I said it started when I watched it 20 minutes and it got up like five minutes ago. <laughs> she wants a pay raise is what she's yeah. really saying. When when uh, people on the podcast are done with the podcast, I think that's a sign that the listeners may be as well. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Lancey, where can we find you? I mean, like North Carolina. social media or like whatever. Right now, where can we find you? Uh, so I'm at Lancey53, but, you know, I've kind of been around here a bunch of times. If you don't know who I am by now, that's on you. It's just been, uh, we've had the return of Lancey slowly. There was, the, there was the goodbye tour and then there's the, the slow. So all and there those might be who jumped back on board this fall. You yeah. never know. Yeah, there we go. Welcome back. Um. I'm sure we'll have you on again soon, Lancey, whether it's for another player review or just thoughts because on you have no other content. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lancey content. Yeah, we, are, right? we were really banking on hockey still being played from the Bruins' perspective. No, yeah, we really tell were. You all we about were. the Durham Bulls and how well that they're doing at times and, you know, fun things related to that. Movies. How many times have you watched Bull Durham since being hired by the yeah. Bulls? Zero times, but I think we have Bull Durham Day coming up uh towards the end of this month i should probably memorize when the promotions are so i can market the team but i just work in game ops so i don't need to really know these things Going above beyond. <laughs> follow but, uh, at watch lancy 53 to learn learn more um well thanks again lancy thanks cam no oh, yeah i don't know I feel I I've been I've been like ragging on Cam for not being on the like podcast, but he missed like one episode, and we were just didn't record many episodes recently, so it's felt like he hasn't been on in like three weeks. Yes, he but, needs yeah. more love. Not like needs more love. Sure, let's hang out this weekend. And that's that's all, folks. <laughs>